Way City Church, located in Woodbridge, Virginia, is led by Pastor Marlon Yearwood and exists to reach the lost and disciple the believer. Today, I'm going to continue uh, with the uh, message I started uh, a, few, a, a couple of weeks back. So, uh, if you remember, I started to express uh, by saying that God is love. And I take it from the Word of God. The Bible doesn't say God has love or God will love. But God is love. The very essence of God is love. That is why he created us. Because his love is, as I said previously, uh, it's flowing through him for all eternity. It's bubbling down. So he wanted to share that love for his creation. That is why man's creation is very unique, very different. He is created in the likeness and image of God. What does that mean? So that man may have that capacity to receive this love of God and enjoy it, him, uh, enjoy it and then love him back, love the Heavenly Father back. And through that love, we love him, we worship him, and we serve him. So that, that is how uh, we started, and uh, uh, it is this amazing love that really pursued us even when man fall in sin. So uh, the Bible says God is love. If, if it stops there, it will be a bit difficult because God is love, but it is abstract. I cannot touch it, intangible. But the Bible doesn't stop there. G God particularly love the fallen human race. So he loved us while we were sinners, while we were enemies. Okay? And love has to be also expressed. God expressed his love by giving his one and only son to die for us on the cross. Uh, as you remember, last time I said that when we sin, whoever it is, human beings or angelic beings, when we sin, we sin against God's holiness, against his glory, against his righteousness. And God has to keep his holiness, glory, right intact. So, uh, sin always brings, he can't help it, God, sin always brings eternal wrath, eternal anger, eternal judgment. But the price has to be paid so that man might be redeemed, reconciled, and live with God for all eternity, having fellowship. And the only way that can be done is by giving his only son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. Why? Because God has to pour out all that wrath, anger, and judgment upon his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, on the cross. No other creation can survive the wrath and anger of God. It is only the son of the living God, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So God is love. He's not only love. He particularly loved us. And love has to be expressed in order to be consummated. So he expressed his love by giving his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, on the cross. That's why the gospel is preached, you know. Uh, the, the gospel, because of this immutable uh, truth, two immutable truths in the universe, or two immutable facts in the universe. One, man has sinned, 
Second, God has loved. It is because of this truth, this fact, the gospel is preached. Gospel means it is good news. Not only good news, it is too good to be true news. Praise God. So, uh, it is amazing love. That is why last time I said the greatest revelation for the child of God is God is love. And he loved us unconditionally. You know, even, even for those of us who are redeemed, it's a bit hard to understand that we are loved unconditionally. Because uh, we always, we love uh, with condition. So, but the truth is, God loves us unconditionally. He loves us because the Bible says, while we were yet enemies, while we were yet sinners. So that is why God wanted to redeem us because of his love towards us. So the, the Bible says, um, uh, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, so that those who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So what does that mean? When you say, it, it, it means it is impossible for God to hate. It is impossible. It's not in his uh, DNA. He can't hate. Okay? It's th that's why. Because he loved us in his own initiation unconditionally. Our love sometimes may, may change. It might become cold. But that doesn't affect the love of God towards us. Because his love is unconditional. So we have to know the, this, uh, this, this truth, you know. Uh, the, we have. Uh, last time I remember I said that whatever, you know, um, you, you may sin, you may fall again, and you may doubt many things, but don't you ever doubt the love of God. Because he loved us in, your, in his own initiation. He just, he himself wanted to love us. Okay, so that's why the Bible says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Everlasting love. It's not based on our performance. It's not based on our good works. It is because he, he in his own initiation, he loved us. So th this has to be inculcated in our innermost being. It is uh, only uh, the Holy Spirit can um, help us to experience and to know this love. So we are, we are loved unconditionally, not based on our... When did he love us? Uh, I just want to read uh, from Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It says, uh, But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Look, while we were sinners, while we were enemies, Jesus died for us. That is where God loved us, when we were enemies. In fact, I, I just want you to take, uh, to take you to John uh, chapter um, uh, 3, and uh, we'll see uh, our state before we came to the Lord, you know. Uh, the Bible dis uh, clearly says, uh, especially verse 18 and verse 32, uh, how we were before we came to the Lord. 
He who believes in, in him is not judged. In Jesus, that means. He who believes in him is not judged. He who doesn't believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Look, before we came to, to the Lord, because we were not believers, the judgment of God was upon us. That is how God sees us. We were already judged. And also in the, in the same chapter, chapter 3, verse 36, it, it, it says, He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who doesn't obey his Son or believe his Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. So we were under the judgment of God, and the wrath of God was upon us. So being in this kind of state, how can we be saved? It seems paradox. And uh, also, uh, let me take you to Ephesians uh, chapter 2, beginning from verse uh, 1. Uh, Paul is writing for the Christians. Here he says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. He was speaking to the Christians, you know. Before they came to the Lord, they were living, they were eating, doing things. But he, he told them, before God, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. The judgment of God upon us, the wrath of God upon us, and we were dead in our trespasses and sins. That is how we were seen before God. In which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air of the spirit that is now working in, this, in the sense of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived, in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But the next one. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, that changes everything changes everything. It's not because of us. It's not because of our good workers. It's not because we are lovable, but while we were yet enemies, under the judgment of God, the wrath of God upon us, because of our sins, we were dead. Our trespasses, we were dead. In that state, while we were yet enemies, in that state, God loved us. It says, but God, uh, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is amazing. <laughs> While we were yet enemies... Dead in our trespasses and sins. When we come to Christ, it, it, everything happened 2,000 years ago. He raised us up, taking us exceedingly far above principalities and powers and made us sit beside Jesus in the heavenly places. Uh, in theology, we have this, what you call, um, objective reality and subjective re reality. The objective reality is what God has done, how he sees us. Now God sees us, we are raised with the Lord Jesus Christ, sat on his side. That is the objective reality. It is a done deal. 
Okay? Um, uh, when he says, you are holy, you are righteous, because Jesus is our righteousness, our holiness, our sanctification. It is a done deal. In Colossians, it says, it says you are complete in him, in Christ Jesus. We are, as far as God is concerned, <laughs> there is no sin, condemnation, or guilt in us. Because, because it is a dandel before God, this is the objective reality. That is how he sees us. He sees us in the heavenly places. That is amazing. This is the work of infinite grace, infinite love, infinite mercy. So, uh, raised us up. That's what in, in, uh, here, even in um, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, it, it says that uh, uh, he took us. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, exceedingly and um, uh, exceedingly above and uh, far above principalities and powers. Even it is the Holy Spirit that speaks. If it says above principalities, that is enough for me. Far above is amazing. But exceedingly far above principalities and powers. This is amazing. I'm going to introduce a little bit here with the love of God, um, the grace of God. I, I it, uh, because uh, uh, sometimes uh, we need the Holy Spirit to help us to understand grace. Because here it, it, it mentioned uh, the grace of God. But being rich in mercy because of his great love with us, he, 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 which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly place in Christ. In order that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in, in Christ Jesus. For, grace, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that, and that not of your, yourselves, it is the gift of God. So let me introduce grace. Because I really, these two things have uh, forever changed my life. I'm unconditionally loved and the grace of God. Okay? Uh, may the Holy Spirit unveil this truth in us. It will transform our lives. The Christian life will be much, much easier, simpler. Um, what is grace? Uh, Grace comes out from love. Okay? Uh, now I want to give you the, uh, the normal uh, expression. Grace is it's a free gift. Okay? It's salvation is a free gift. By grace we are saved through faith. It is a free. One, one um, explanation of grace is it is a free gift. Okay? It's true. We are saved freely. And the other thing is, it is God's ability in our daily walk with the Lord. It's His ability. It, sometimes, uh, don't you see back and uh, see, how did I go through that trials, that testings, that suffering? How did I go through? It is the grace of God. Okay? It's the grace of God. It is God's ability. Uh, when I came here, I didn't, my wife was near me, and uh, I don't want to show her. I was uh, nervous. What am I going to say? I, my mind was blank. 
But thank God when I see you, uh, you are bright, shining, and smiling. Okay? Uh, whatever the reason behind, please continue do that, to do that. <laughs> it helps me a lot. And grace will help us even in this kind of situation. God's ability will come. Okay? Uh, so th this, is, this is one, one, one of God's uh, 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 interpretation of what grace is. The other interpretation I want to introduce to you today is uh, grace is uh, loving the unlovable, the destitute, whose feet is running very fast to eternal perdition, to eternal damnation. As we read, the mighty hand of God through his grace picking him up or picking her up and taking him, her exceedingly far above principality and powers made him sat beside him. That is grace. Grace is loving the unlovable. Okay? The destitute. That is God's grace. Let me tell you, God loves his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, but he doesn't need grace to love Jesus. Okay? God loves the holy angels, but he doesn't need grace to love the holy angels. This grace is particularly, I think, only given to the fallen human race. It's not given to any other creation. This side of God's nature, it is particularly unique to the fallen human race, not given to any other creation. That is why, you know, uh, the Bible says uh, here... Um, uh, uh, in order that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. That means, when in another translation, it says, in eternity future, his glorious grace might be praised. Okay? Now we, we see this grace in darkness. We don't comprehend it. We don't understand it. Even the angels, the holy angels, don't understand this side of God's nature because they didn't fall and were not redeemed. They don't understand it. That is why they, the, Peter says, you know, they desire to know about the salvation. They, they don't, they're a holy God that they cannot stand before in his presence, you know. Uh, God lives... Um, in, in a light, no one can see him. No, only Jesus has seen him. Even the, those uh, mighty angels like cherubim, seraphim, who are nearer to God, out of the, their six um, wings, the two they used to, uh, to close their, their face. They can't see him. And so, how can he love the, the, these fallen humans? It's because of grace. This side of his nature in the ages to come, in eternity future, might be praised. So we will see it in full when we go to eternity and we'll, we'll praise him for all it, eternity. Okay? Grace has marked uh, Jesus' body, you know. Uh, he, he's changed because of that grace forever. He has that mark his, uh, on his uh, hands, on his feet. He has that mark for all eternity. We see that we worship him forever and ever and ever and ever. 
That's why the this uh, seraphim who are very near uh, uh, him, uh, they always say, "Holy, holy, holy, Lord God Almighty." They are not commanded to 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 say that. It's only when they see his, in his presence, when they are in his presence, they, they experience one presence they have never ex experienced it before. They will experience tomorrow another of his ex um, presence, and, and so on and so on for all eternity. Because God is infinite in every area. So um, the, that, that is uh, uh, the, the meaning of uh, grace. Uh, and also what grace does is uh, it helps us to overcome sin. Do you know, uh, we think that uh, the law will, will, will help us to overcome sin, but uh, grace has that ability to overcome sin. Uh, Titus uh, chapter 1, uh, no, chapter 2, beginning from verse 11. Uh, let me say uh, in uh, Romans chapter 6, verse, uh, verse uh, 14, it says, Sin has no dominion over you. Why? Because you are under grace, not under the law. Okay? Because we are un not under the law, but under grace, sin has no dominion over us. Sometimes we Christians, you know, always say, uh, our flesh wants to perform, you know, uh, by the deeds of the law, I want to overcome sin. We have to know something. The law is not given to help us to overcome sin. It is not. Because um, the Bible says, by the deeds of the law, no one can be justified before God. Okay? The law was given so that... Uh, it might show us that we are sinners. We are sinners. Uh, because the, it says that because of the, uh, the, the law, there is the knowledge of sin. And uh, also the power uh, the, the law gives is not to us. It gives power to the law. It said the, the, sting, the sting of uh, death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Because when, uh, when the law came, when the law came, sin was multiplied. Sin became more powerful. God has a purpose uh, to give the law so that we, uh, it, it might show us that we are sinners. We, don't, we didn't know uh, that we are sinners. God knows we are sinners. But before we came to the Lord, we didn't know that we are sinners. So that is why the, the, the law is given. Why did the law give? You know, or originally, uh, uh, God's uh, idea was to redeem us was uh, only by grace. Uh, I, I hope I am not... Uh, Going around, uh, here it says, uh, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose uh, and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. When, uh, in eternity past. In eternity past. The grace was given to us, you know. God's purpose to save us was not by the law. No, it was by grace in eternity past, even where there was no any angelic being created. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, when the, the purpose, that eternal purpose, eternal plan to redeem us, it is only through grace. 
Okay? Why, uh, the Bible says the law was added. It's, it came later. Why did the law was added? You, you remember uh, Cain uh, killed his uh, brother Abel? And, uh, and he said, uh, my, my sin is unbearable, and whoever finds me will ki ki kill me. But God said, uh, no one should kill uh, or revenge uh, Cain. So he put a mark on him. But his great, 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 great grandson, <laughs> uh, he, he was the first uh, man to marry two wives at the same time. He murdered somebody, and he said, he started to tell to his uh, wives, if God revenged uh, Cain's murderer uh, seven times, he will revenge my murderer 70 times. Because I have a reason to kill that person. So people started to give an excuse for sin. So the law has to be added. You know? And, and because, because of the law, there is the knowledge of sin. Not only that, the law gives power to sin. Before the law was given, it was only sin. Now, after the law is given, it's on, not only sin, but transgression. We sin, we transgress. Okay? We are sinners and we are transgressors. Uh, so it's, it's double, it made us doubly sinners. I don't know if you can say that or sinful. <laughs> I hope you understand my English. Yeah. Um, so it is, we are in a very hopeless condition because of that is why by the deeds of the law, no one can be justified before God. So God's original plan was grace to us. So now let's go to Titus chapter 2. Verse 11, it says, For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all men. Look, what is paid on the cross of Calvary can save any human being. Even if the universe is populated with fallen human beings, it, that, that sacrifice is able to redeem us to the uttermost. So here it says, The grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all men. Look, this grace teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the, godly in the present age. So, look, this grace will enable us to live godly life, teaching us where inside of us the grace of God teaches us to live a holy life, a godly life, a righteous life. Okay? The law cannot do that. Okay? By the deeds of the law, I cannot overcome sin. It's not given like, it's only by grace. As I uh, told you from uh, Romans 6, um, 14, um, uh, sin has no dominion over you because you are not under the law, but under grace. As long as I am under grace, sin has no dominion over me. Because there is that ability instructing us to live a godly life, a holy life. It is the grace of God that does in us. So if we understand these two things by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, that I am unconditionally loved, that the grace of God works in me, 
we can overcome sin. No, no sin can dominate us. Even the desire will leave us. And the grip will leave us. Because grace has that ability. Praise God. Uh, the, this is amazing. This is amazing truth. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can go further. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, it, uh, <laughs> Amen. Uh, it, 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 you know, uh, love gave us the, the sacrificial lamb, but it is grace that made us beneficiaries. When Jesus died on the cross, he shed his precious blood and uh, everything, his, our, our, our Adamic nature was put on him and the wrath of God that was upon us and the judgment of God that was upon us, it was on Jesus Christ. That is why now there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. As long as we are in Jesus, no condemnation. It doesn't say we, we live a sinless life, okay? Um, it's good. The grace of God will help us to live that life. But it's not a sinless life we live. As long as there is the flesh, there is always battle, struggling, okay? We may fall, but always we have this ability to come back to the Lord and uh, say, Lord Jesus, I believe it. I believe your precious blood washes me from all my sins. And help me not to commit this again, sin again. Give us that ability, that grace to overcome it. The Lord will forgive us. And the amazing thing is that one of the um, benefits of the, the New Testament forgiveness of sins is their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. This is wonderful, isn't it? He will never remember we may remember because we have unrenewed mind. Uh, it's not renewed by the word of truth. By the, it, we remember. And also the devil can accuse us. Okay? Once you ask forgiveness, remember uh, Jesus is our high priest always interceding for us before God. Okay? And our sins, when we confess it, he will forgive us and he will never remember that. Once you do that, whatever accusation comes, don't accept it. Even our conscience, if it is not trained by the word of God, can falsely accuse us. Okay? But what is the truth? The truth is the eternal word of God. The unchanging word of God. Okay? I live by that. It is eternally true. I stand by the word of God. Then I will live a perfect, pure life, happy life, joyful life. If I live by the law, always I struggle. I don't overcome. Lord, please forgive me today. I will never do that. I will never commit this, against, this sin again. Just forgive me today. If you say that, I guarantee 100% that you will commit it again. That's not the way. The way out of sin is through his grace. When we preach this, uh, people can uh, misuse and abuse the grace of God. Yes, it can happen. Uh, there are some people that can misuse 
and um, peace, the grace of God. That is uh, why uh, Paul, uh, you know, he was uh, in Romans chapter 5, especially the end verses, he was speaking a lot about uh, grace, you know, where sin abounds, grace abounds in a greater degree. <laughs> and then chapter 6, verse 1, when you come there, then uh, shall we continue in sin so that the grace might abound? And he told them, no, you are dead to sin. You are new creation in Christ Jesus, okay? You know, Christ, the hope of glory is in you, okay? Sin is foreign for you. How can you live? Honestly, a truly born again Christian cannot give an ex excuse to sin. Because we are new creation. We have become partakers of the divine nature of God. The divine nature, his holiness, his love, his righteousness is in us. Sin is foreign. If I commit sin, I will be filled with uh, guilt and condemnation. It is very hard for me to come to the throne of grace because my, my conscience will be uh, uh, co co uh, condemned and it will condemn me. That is the sure way of uh, knowing that we are born again because sin is foreign to us. And uh, so uh, people may, may use that. Sometimes uh, I, I, when I preach to my Ethiopian friends, I say mm, uh, there are, you know, in psychology, uh, uh, sociopaths, you know, you know so sociopath people, they commit all kinds of evil things. Their conscience will not uh, condemn them. There are also in, the, in, in God's church people like that. I don't think they are truly born again. Whatever they want, they're going to abuse the, the grace of God. They want an excuse uh, to commit sin. These are not really truly born again Christians because uh, once we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, he lives in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we overcome sin. So this is amazing grace, amazing love. Live by that. I, you remember uh, wh wh uh, when I started last time, uh, the title I gave was Amazing Love. So grace comes out of love. G uh, love gave us the sacrificial lamb, but grace made us enable to receive that. All kinds of blessings. We are made the righteousness of God. We have received eternal life in us. Okay, and uh, so we have all these kinds of things. And uh, honestly, just study, uh, especially Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, and Hebrew. The, the Holy Spirit will unveil to you what God's um, uh, unchanging love is, and also His boundless grace that is unveiled to us. Remember, this grace, this side of God's nature, is only given to us fallen human beings so that we may praise uh, the riches of the glory of his grace in, in, in the future and even today. We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at thewaycitychurch.org.